Hi everybody, what you're about to hear is about 20 minutes worth of Make It So Season 3. Uh, I don't know which episode this is going to be stuck on the beginning of, but you get the idea. This is just a preview, right? This isn't the whole thing. After about 20 minutes, it's going to fade out to nothing. What you need to do to hear the whole thing, go on over to simplysyndicated.com. We're the people that made it, Simply Syndicated. Hi everybody. And go to shows and make it so... And you'll see there a list of all the episodes of Make It So that we've ever made. There's there's hundreds of them, and they're all available to download for 99 pence each. Or if you just sign up to Simply Everything, which is our monthly subscription service, you can hear absolutely everything we've ever made. And because we've been going for about eight years now, there's loads of it. So go and check that out, simplysyndicated.com. In the meantime, try and enjoy 20 minutes of this show that we do. Hello, welcome to Make It So, the Star Trek show. Not movies you should see. Nope. That's a different show. <clears throat> this one is Star Trek versus Star Wars The Legacy. I'm sat with some confused looking people. What? Shall I? I just wanted to give me a bit of structure. I'll, gi- I'll give you what I'd thought about okay. for this episode. We've talked about Star Trek versus Star Wars. That's, that's an old art. Are you drumming while I'm talking? What is that? Yes, yes, I am drumming. While so, you talk. Drumming. That, that is the most distracting thing I've ever seen anyone doing during a podcast. <laughs> He's what air, this? You're air drumming. What are you even air drumming to? Uh, it's in my head. Uh, it's fine. Carry on. Okay. Sorry. I do apologize. I literally just got lost in air drumming for a second. It's like a military beat. If only these were live video, people would understand what we go through. <laughs> um so the the point is that we, we have Star Trek and Star Wars, and we've argued between them pointlessly and needlessly for decades now. But things have moved on. We've now got new Star Trek, there's new Star Wars coming, and we, we've had time to become mature adults and really analyse these things. And I thought it would be interesting to look at and compare the, the legacy that these two things have created. Because they're all so old now. I mean, how old actually is Star Wars? It's like 30 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's... It's older. You know. So where, where are we now with it? Because I think we're, we're a bit more removed from it all. And... Well, there's less of it to begin with. Yeah. That's always been my problem with Star Wars. There's so little of it. And it's not that good what there is since becoming an even more militant star trek fan i've begun to hate star wars even more no i can't i can't agree with you that i have my problems with the prequels like a lot of people but i think the the original three as they stand alone made such an immediate impact oh yeah that that there's something special there you know it's kind Mm. of it was all about is i mean it's basically myths and legends is star wars isn't it you know it's lord of of the rings and then, but now it's a kind of taking on a bit of a mythical feel itself, you know, the kind of, well, up until the prequels, and then that kind of, the, the walls came down, oh, he's human, get him! Yeah. See, I, I see. And now the mouse owns it. Mm. So, but the mouse hasn't always been that bad when they own things. You know what I mean? Or the join to things. Like, you look at, like, all, everything Pixar did. Uh, or does uh, wow. I know they're not connected anymore, but still, uh, no, they're extremely connected. Are they? Disney own Pixar. They do. Oh, I thought for, I thought they were with each other for a while, and then now they no. separated. Well, one bought the other. Oh, right. Okay. And then, as a result of that, Steve Jobs became the largest Disney shareholder individually. Right. 
and would have made it more appropriate to just call it Jobs instead of Disney. I was always disappointed why they they didn't do that. Because there's a history and pedigree to Disney. I know, but it, it would have been better. Steve Jobs never reported his own employees to the government for being communists. True, but then... That I'm aware of. I, I'm, I'm not judging the Disney output by Walt Disney's personal political beliefs. And I don't think it really seeped into it so much. There's a, you know what I mean? There's obviously a very fervent, there's white people on these things and no different races, except for Mowgli. Um, but but he, even he was terribly British. Wasn't he? I think he had an American accent, didn't he? Bollocks. He, well, he was, he was westernized to fuck anyway. Wasn't yeah. He? I'm, I'm not going to talk anymore. But yeah, I, I think I feel a bit more, not love of Star Wars, but maybe a, a little more loyalty to it. Yes, fair enough, the prequels were a bit naff, but there's bits in them I'm fine with. Certain things of the way it looked, I'm absolutely fine with. Uh, yeah, fair enough, you should have done model work, but I understand why he didn't. And he still did it quite well, even though, yeah. And, and, and there are certain, as I say, there are certain bits of the, the prequel films, like, for example, the Duel of Fates. Yes, fair enough, it looks very choreographed, but then it's, it is brilliant, and the music's awesome, and yeah, fair enough. I, I can understand why people don't like that, but that doesn't have an issue with me at all, because I just fine with it, because I think, well, they're more adept, they're more likely to look more fluid and ballet. Ballet, sorry, and uh, rather than obviously a kid fighting an old man or a kid fighting an old man in a box. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, it's again, I agree with you on the technical side of the fighting that the Jedis would be more. And the best fight, I think, in all of them was in the third when they were jumping around on the lava because having that extra jumping from things, you know, kind of getting balanced, that brings a bit of, I suppose, realism to a very. The Unreal. Pro- yeah, the, the problem with prequels is you know what's going to happen, so that automatically takes any of the tension out. You know that Obi Wan Kenobi is not going to fall off a rock into the lava, mm. and that's all there is to it. In the same way, you know James Bond is not going to die when he skis off the cliff at the in the first two minutes of the Spy Who Loved Me. It's just there's no tension there. It's kind of weak. It was yeah. the one good thing about the prequels I really enjoyed was is it Ian McDermott. Palpatine, yeah. the Emperor, because he's just he, he's good. He is, but, but and but, awesome that it was him young enough to play the original ones. If mm. you know what I mean, I, do, I I I hesitate to get into just talking about the prequels because no, I've absolutely yeah. no, nothing good to say about them whatsoever. Have, have either of you two seen any of the Clone Wars stuff? I yeah. saw. I I don't know how much of it there is, but I rented a DVD, and it was about an hour and a half long. Well, there's there's I the Clone Wars loads. that were released as kind of films, but not in the cinema sort of films that I've got here. The two animated ones, that yeah, which kind of work together. Um, and then there's the Clone Wars, the TV series, which was very much more of a kids thing, whereas this was much more to do with like, isn't it awesome? We've got we can get cool animators in to do an extra I thing. Maybe I've seen that one. I enjoyed it because I, I, I like it when worlds are fleshed out. Mm. Again, that's why I will always fall on the Star Trek side, just because the world there's, is so... There's so, so much more to it, isn't there? No, um, I don't agree, because there is, there is a lot behind it. What with all the Knights of the Old Republic stuff, what with all the kind of literature that goes around around Star Wars actually fits in a lot better than a lot of the literature around Star Trek, which goes off on crazy tangents a bit more, if you know what I mean. 
and the individual author can do whatever they want almost. Whereas Star Wars, there's a certain veto process. No, that wouldn't happen. That you know, what I mean, they always used to be before the prequels came out, where he just pissed it all away. But there are extra stuff and extra things in the Star Wars universe that actually give it. I, I actually think Star Wars has more depth in that sense than Star Trek because Star Trek almost is because it was so limited to TV episode things. You didn't. You had to wait a lot longer to get the depth of culture and depth of thinking into how these cultures worked. Hence, you got the odd culture that just doesn't make any sense in Star Trek. It's just that well, you're just a fucking two-dimensional culture. Whereas you got some awesome cultures that do make a lot more sense in Star Wars. Star Trek, Star Wars always had that depth of culture to it. If you know what I mean, I think. Uh, not, not again. Not really. No, I'm kind of on the 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 other side. I, I've. Uh always seen the star trek world as more full to mm. to my to my eyes maybe it's because it's more accessible um and maybe as a kid i was like well if it's in the show and it's on tv um then that was the thing that's canon but if it's going to books i was always kind of like uh, yeah okay you know man that's that's fine but you know film it put it out there then i'll make my judgment see i remember seeing star wars on the tv over christmas you know one a day sort of thing once it wasn't actually on TV a lot, whereas Star Trek was on TV, obviously, in series form and in film form, loads. Mm-hmm. So that was always a lot more accessible, I agree there, definitely. And it was only until I got to kind of teenagehood and really, really wanted to kind of read all the books and went to the library and got them, that I suppose I got that depth to it, but it was just knowing that there is a lot of... I don't know, I always felt as well, because Star Wars was that film that really kind of kicked off sci-fi again in the 20th century mm. whereas star trek was well, a weird unique and um very very idiosyncratic thing that happened when frankly there wasn't a great deal of other well war, wars had on. trek scrambling to make a film didn't they when it, it all well, came yeah. well yeah it, that that would have caused the cancellation of the production of the the sort of star trek what was it called uh phase two something like that the was that going to be a TV show? It was going to be a TV show. Some of those scripts became next-gen scripts. Um, really? Yeah, because you've got them kicking around, just change the names, be right. And so then when Star Wars came out, and it, that just spawned so many sci-fi films coming out. Yeah. The, the, yeah, there's just no denying that. Without Rid- Star Wars, you wouldn't have many, many oh, other things. Almost all of them. Battlestar Galactica wouldn't have existed without Star Wars. Um... That was after Star Wars, wasn't it? Battlestar Galactica started after Star Wars. I haven't just gone and said something stupid. Look it up. I'm looking it up. Um, but yeah, there was a definite kind of... I'm, sh- I'm sure I used to watch Battlestar Galactica and think those kind of well, looked again, like Well, again, I mean, it, it's... <clears throat> and in turn, Lucas got, you know, would, would have been inspired by, like, your kind of Buck Rogers and... Oh, definitely. Shit like that. Yeah. Know, well, that was kind of the idea, again, with the screen swipes. Mm. It was kind of the idea of making it this kind of, you know, serial... Almost like a, it's a serial comic show for, you know what I mean? Like the 1950s and early 60s yeah. sort of sci-fi shows and... It's a, kind of, it's a space western, isn't it? In it is, many ways, with obviously the Akira Kurosawa influences as well. Yeah, Battlestar Galactica came after Star Wars. Yeah, You're okay also. with that one. But yeah, that, obviously Babylon 5 came later, but that's definitely influenced space by both. precinct. <laughs> All of them have, you know, because Star Wars looked, it was the first thing you ever saw battered stuff in space 
Before that, everything was generally pretty clean and pretty... Oh, it was all so shiny. Yeah, exactly. Shiny. Whereas Star Wars was the first one that looked real. You know what I mean? It looked like, oh, that's been used and that's... And as, again, it had proper depth to it because, again, the issues with sci-fi and film and TV before... They'd often been very much set-based things, and you'd see them all in the set with the, you know, the painted back screen and and the crazy kind of oh, we've spent a bit of money on the robot or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like the odd bit of that's not like normal life. We keep Dave hydrated in there; it's fine. Whereas you got in Star Wars, you've got entire kind of sets, and in the background, you've got Y wings. No one explains Y wings. No one explains A wings. They're just there, you know what I mean? It's just these B wings. What the fuck? Somebody's looked at that and said, right, let's make a ship that does have nothing to do with any ship that's ever come before. You know what I mean? It looks nothing like anything. You know, at least with Star Trek did have that, because obviously that ship looks like nothing that ever came again, unless it was in Star Trek. But at least there was an element of, let's put a flying saucer and a rocket together. You know what I mean? There, there, there was a, a logical st- step to a degree. But then you see like Mon Calamari cruisers in comparison that which look slightly alive, and that was the first time you saw that sort of thing that then came later back in Babylon Five Space Precinct, Farscape, this sort of thing where you have the more fluid, li- living-looking ships, and things like B wings, which you've never seen anything that cool again. Uh, you know what I mean? Just awesome ships, and yeah, Star Trek has got its awesome ships and things like a Romulan Warbird. That's like yeah, you really thought that out, didn't mm. you? But I think Star Wars has kind of got that that level of influence on other shows because of that kind of uniqueness and mm. that depth of thought and depth of look when you look and then there's all this stuff going on in the background that nobody needs to explain. No one needs, to, you know, what I mean, you'd never seen a sci-fi that plush and that you know that much that much class to it. There was no question it was groundbreaking when they did it, but. I I think you can argue that that in itself is de- it's so derivative uh, as something you know Star Trek came a long time before Star Wars. Oh yeah, and it definitely had um, an influence on Star Wars. It couldn't have not had an influence on yeah. Star Wars. Um, and and of course George Lucas would say watching Flash Gordon serials and stuff like that with the rocket ships with the sparkler hmm. stuck up the back end of them and that sort of thing. And it, it was you know so Star Wars was awesome, but for me it just hasn't endured as much into adulthood as star trek has only because of the prequels though and well i think that was kind of had it just remained three films Mm. i still think it would have drifted off somewhat if you think about Uh, how it was thought of in the 90s and the early 2000s before those films had really kind of kind of sullied everything star wars i think it's more to do with fashion at the moment star trek is very much in vogue Whereas Star Wars, because but of the, the three same films, thing will isn't. When the new ones come out, and it'll. You know. Well, we'll see. I mean, because the the I think the difference with the new ones is is that there's nothing really to tie it back to what you already know. It's just it going to be, be new. Here's some completely new Star Wars stuff set within a universe because you've got no uh, Enterprise. You've got no mind you. I'm saying all this. Then we know that the three major actors have all already signed to come back. Apparently they're not doing the Thrawn trilogy though. And which apparently, is real, yeah, they're, they're not which doing is, the Thrawn. That honestly, that is a very good story. And when I read them, because it's supposedly more like the last three. Supposedly, I don't know. I don't know how accurate that is or not. But that's how I've always thought of them. They're 
better than the other Star Wars books, if you know what I mean. They are, they are canon. Uh, and that would be really good because it, it adds so much more depth. There's more, the story's got more depth in the sense that it doesn't become baddies, goodies. It becomes almost murky, liberal freedom, but then the kind of dangers that that freedom gives, i.e. there's not the control to stop things happening, if you know what I mean, against kind of almost fascist order, but you live in a very safe environment, you know what I mean? So the, the Empire becomes a weird mix and... Yeah, it's 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 odd. It's not necessarily bad. It's not necessarily good. There's no Sith going on there, so it's it's a kind of it's a cool one. Um, and that's again, I suppose that's part to partly to do with the legacy that I don't think there's any Star Trek books necessarily that the fans would genuinely believe this should be a new set of films. Whereas I think with Star Wars fans of the books, mm. I think most of them would go the Thrawn trilogy. See, I don't know because I think there are some books because they've done lots of different weird series as books like i'm not saying they're bad i've read a few of them they are good i've never read any of them so i i'll take your word for it the the two i read basically it made a very stark thing that i've and i've read a few of the comics just kind of looked through some of them but they're a bit boring um because they follow very much the the kind of tv show format which when you've got a comic just go mental with it do you know what i mean mm. but then i don't really want to that's the problem the enterprise works if you've got the limitations if you then have the enterprise with no limitations it, it's a bit like well there's a, you know there's a series mean? of star uh, star trek comics running at the moment i'm just looking at what it is actually uh and i don't know if there are any star wars ones going there must be something i would imagine I don't know being released now, but obviously there are vast quantities of exceptionally good Star Star Wars comic. Well, there's nothing on Comicsology, um, so I don't know. There's nothing current. No, Knights of the Old Republic is something that if anyone does want to check those out, Knights of the Old Republic's fantastic. Um, what other? Can I ask you? Uh, talking of Knights of the Republic, can I ask a gamer question? Yeah. If you had to rack up Star Wars games versus Star Trek games, which one comes out? Oh, that's an interesting one. But I think I would have to say you get more mileage out of your Star Wars games. There have been more. There have been plenty of both, uh, without a doubt, and they both have some ups and some downs. There's some great games on both sides and some tragically awful games on both sides. But I, I think if you were to top up all the good ones, you'd probably end up with a much bigger pile of good Star Wars games. Uh, going right back to things like, I mean, I I can't really, it would be unfair to count the games based on the films, because they came out late enough in human history for there to be a Star Wars computer game in, you know, along with its release and stuff like that for all of them. And, you know, they're obviously as basic as, as games get. But I think from sort of the PC era, Star, uh, TIE Fighter versus X-Wing and things like that, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Uh, yeah, they were that all, I was about to say. They were all just definitive games. Everybody had that game. Yeah, well, they, well, X Wings came out first, didn't it? And then it was there, Tie there Fighter. There were a few of them, and they added names. Yeah, there was an X Wing. There was X Wing, then Tie Fighter, and Tie Fighter was significantly better than X Wing to the point where I remember f- playing Tie Fighter and thinking, oh, "This is good. Why can't I be the Republic?" Uh, the, sorry, the Rebel Alliance. And then X Wing versus Tie Fighter came out, and I actually that's one of the few games that and Roller Coaster Tycoon, which you uh, introduced me to. Oh yeah. But uh, Tie Fight, X-Men vs. Tie Fighter is one of the few games that I've played obsessively. 
and for like the year and a half two years i was being rather obsessively playing it um i went through about four joysticks you know i mean oh, you're you flinging through about. so many joysticks and it's just oh broken another one mom i need to get another joystick <laughs> stop being so rough with it boy i just remember days evenings kind of in that gap between my mum getting us home from school and my dad getting home from work of just fighting and screaming and yelling everything bad going on in the house because we're waiting for dad to get home with this week's new joystick <laughs> so he can go back on the computer and break the fucking thing again god your penis must be a mess yeah <laughs> um i've totally lost track Sorry. of computer games there have been but there have been some equally great star trek games i just think you could argue that they haven't permeated the popular culture or the gaming culture as much I-